you're listening to the Favored and Flourishing Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Chapel. Today, I'm really excited. I have my mom here to share her relationship journey, and you have a unique love story. So why don't you just tell us where it starts? Well, it started when I was, I believe, either 11 or 12, and um, we had a new pastor move to our assembly, and his grandson, who lived in Michigan, would come and visit him. And I thought he was extremely cute and couldn't believe that he also was interested in me. So we were pretty young when we were interested in one another. But uh, when his grandfather moved to another assembly, I really kind of lost connection with him and didn't see him again for years. And he popped up at a youth meeting several years later and I was pretty excited because I hadn't seen him in so long. Um, but as soon as he seen me, he came over and hugged me. We started writing one another at that point in time. And he just had a hunger for the Lord and um, would ask me to send him notes about the Bible and about our church services. And um, was an exciting time. But I was asked by my pastor at the time to break it off with him. I know one of the reasons was he didn't feel like we were equally yoked. And I think there were some other reasons going on too, but he told me to break it off with him. So I did, and that was kind of heartbreaking. How old were you at this point? I believe I might have been 18-ish, I think. And, okay, so you were 18 when you were asked to break up with him? Yes. Okay. So how did you feel when you were asked to do that? I didn't understand it. I mean, I did, I I got the fact that maybe we weren't equally yoked, but Steve had such a hunger for the Lord and was growing so rapidly that I didn't think that was that big of a deal. Um, Just really didn't quite understand it, but I was just being obedient. Let's just talk for a minute what your view on being equally yoked is. Being equally yoked spiritually is one aspect, but I think you can be equally yoked in a lot of other aspects as well, you know, and natural, and do you have the same vision? Do you have the same goals in life? Um, Marriage of two people can be um, very complex, even when you are going in the same direction and have some of the same goals and some of the same backgrounds. But when you are coming from two different um, aspects, it can really make things difficult. A lot of times when they would yoke um, animals together to plow a field, they would try to yoke them equally so that Mm -hmm. they would be able to get the most momentum as they were working together. Yeah, those are all really good points. And I think that it's just really important when you have a relationship to be equally yoked and like you said, multiple ways, not just spiritually, although spiritually is the most important, I would argue, but there's a lot of other ways that if you're not equally yoked and it could just cause a lot of problems down the road. It's very important to look at that. And it's easy. You're young. You have this really cute guy who's giving you attention that you really like. It's really easy to kind of forget to check. Are we a good match? Do you think the Lord had you guys break up for a reason? I do now. Um, at that time, I didn't quite understand it. Um, but, and I didn't know that we would get back together at that time either. But, um, Now I do realize that that helped me to appreciate him more because I went through an area in my life that was very hard and he 
kind of basically became my uh, knight in shining armor, so to speak, and helped me through that. And I had such an appreciation for him that I would not have had otherwise. Yeah, I feel like I know quite a few couples who have started out in a relationship, broken up, and ended up together in the end. And I do think that that's a very important aspect is that, you know, you really learn to appreciate that person because of things you go through. And I also feel like, you know, it can be the right person, but not the right time. True. And just because you might be with the right person, it doesn't mean that it's always the right time. And it's really important to follow the Lord. And if you feel like he's leading you to do something, even if you don't quite understand it, it's really important to follow the Lord. And in your case, you were listening to your pastor. And, you know, that I would also say is sometimes even harder. It's one thing if the Lord's talking to you specifically, but if it's a pastor who's saying, hey, I really feel this, I think that can be really hard to do. But I feel like unless that pastor is just telling you to do something that's immoral against the law, there's not too much that harm that can come from that. Because if it's really the person who God has for you, he'll work that out. Amen. But if for some reason your pastor sees something that you don't see, and by listening to them, you could avoid a lot of heartache. So I just think it's important that even when we don't understand, it's so important to listen to our ministers and trust that they are communing with God and maybe have insight on something that we don't have. After this, what happened next for you? Well, I think about a year probably after I had broke up with him, um, there was someone else that showed interest in me. And um, we quickly became attracted to one another and things moved from dating to we actually got engaged and um, things seemed like they were great so Um, I'm sorry to interrupt go ahead at this point in the back of your mind were you thinking now I understand why I was supposed to break up with Steve or was did that go through your mind at all did you feel like oh this makes sense now it might have Um, I can't remember that specifically if that thought went through my mind but I could see me thinking that at that yeah. time. You were pretty much like, oh, this is it. This is my future. Oh, yes. I, I thought this was, I was definitely head over heels in love with this gentleman and um, thought everything was going to go great. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were engaged. And then out of the blue, um, he broke it off. And I really never quite knew why. So that was kind of devastating to me. And I really went through a dark time. Mm-hmm. I struggled with feeling like I would ever be happy again. I had a lot of people praying for me and trying to give me support, but it was a dark time in my life. I think that's just so important to hit on because I know we as humans, when we're in dark times, most of us tend to draw in and we just kind of wall up and we block everyone out. And because we do that, We tend to not talk about our dark times. And when you're going through a dark time, you feel really alone, I feel like. And the truth is, like, so many people, guys, go through these dark times. The happiest person you could ever imagine has likely been through a super dark time. And a lot of times, you know, people, it's really easy when you feel hopeless to just say, this is it. There's nothing left. It's never going to get better. And I think there's just such a power when we say, no, it will get better. And I'll tell you why, because I went through it. There are people who have been there. There are people who are there right now. 
and they get through it and you'll get through it. And I just want to say that let's band together. Let's just share our vulnerabilities with each other and be open about it because that's how that's how we can help one another to get through them. I know that was a really hard time for you and I know you had a lot of small little things that helped get you through that, but it was almost like if if I can speak for you for a few minutes, I think it was almost like one little thing would help you hold on for a little while and it'd get you to the next little thing. Would I be accurate in saying that? Yes. And I think what you're alluding to, because you and I have talked about this, is um, I one of the things that helped me hold on was the fact that I was very involved with the children at our church. And I thought, I've got to be strong for them because they're watching how I'm handling myself in this. So that was one thing that held me through. I stayed very busy during the daytime. Um, that was a coping mechanism for me. But at nighttime, when everything settled down, that was always a very hard time for me. I would have a hard time sleeping and I would just grieve very heavily at that time. And to go along with what you were saying, one of the things that really I held on to as a promise was my father. He had told me, he goes, I promise you, it will not always be this way. You will not always feel this way. And at the time, it seemed hard for me to believe because I just felt like I would never get out of that dark place. But I had enough trust in my father that I just hung on to that promise with all I had. Another time I was talking with my mom. We were driving in a car and just happened to be having a conversation. And I turned to her and said, in the course of our conversation, I said, God loves me and he, he's helping me through this. And I knew that I wasn't thinking that. It was like God was speaking through me. And so that was another time that was just like a um, something to give me strength because I knew mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking that myself. Yeah, that's really beautiful. During this time, what was your prayer life like? I struggled. I mean, I did a lot of weeping, but I kind of pulled back from the Lord, from everybody. Well, I really, I'm I'm thankful that you gave me an honest answer on that because I think it's so easy, guys, to, when you're going through it, when you just feel so down, I know I've been through, not what you've been through, but I've been through times where I just felt like I couldn't connect to the Lord because I was just so hurt. And I think it's so easy to pull back from the Lord. And I don't even know if we always realize how much we're doing it, but it's so easy to pull back from him. And instead of going to him where we should be finding our comfort, we're pulling away from him. And I, I would say to anyone who's going through something right now, the first step is just to go to the Lord, even when it hurts, even when you don't feel like you should, even when you don't want to. There have been times in my life where the last thing I wanted to do was pray. The last thing I wanted to do was praise the Lord. But when I pushed through and did it, those were the things that got me through. Those were the things that brought me peace. And I just think it's worth mentioning that, you know, when we are down, we are a super easy target for the enemy because we are already down. He doesn't have to do much work to get in. And it's so important during those times to just almost force yourself if you have to. Force yourself to remember all the good things God has done for you. Force yourself to remember all the times he has carried you through and really go to him and trust him to carry you through. And I know that's easier said than done. 
sometimes when you're in a very dark place, it is hard to pull yourself out of that dark place. You almost need others. I feel like during that time for me, I had a lot of people praying for me. And I would say if you are going through a dark place and you are struggling to keep your spirituality go around those that you know can help support you and pray for you because that can be a great strength. Absolutely. I love that. We have that song, A Wall of Prayer. And it basically is the main point of the song is praying for each other. And one of the lines is, my brother, when I'm weak, would you pray instead for me and build a fortress around me strong? And, you know, that's what we're called to do. So a few points off of that. If you know someone who's struggling, Take their burden up in prayer. Reach out to them. And if you're the one who's struggling, you don't have to be afraid to ask for help. Reach out. I cannot tell you how many times I've just told my friends, hey, I'm struggling and I need you to pray. And it's not within my nature to do that. My mom can attest. I'm very independent and very private. I don't like people knowing when I'm struggling. And there's times where I've just had to set that aside and recognize that I needed help and I couldn't help myself and I needed people to pray for me. And when you go to people who love you, they will gladly do that. They're not going to make you feel less than right at all. They're going to come up beside you arm in arm and help carry you through. And so I think that's just really important. And I just wanted to mention it. And I'm just going to put this out there. If anyone is struggling If anyone needs someone to talk to, my door is open. So, Mom, after this, um, you broke up. You went through a really hard period. How long long was it until you got into a relationship again, and how did that kind of transpire? Um, It was probably a year later, and honestly, um, I was not able to even think about a relationship until the gentleman that I had been engaged to actually remarried because I just kept thinking, you know, he would he would uh, come back to me or whatever. And um, you were going to accept him back? <laughs> well, he, yeah, I guess I thought that. Um, but at any rate, um, once he got married, um, I had went to a youth meeting and Steve was there and he had found out that I was no longer engaged. And of course, he was ready to, you know, pick things back up from where they had left off. I was not ready to trust anybody again and and just really wasn't ready to get back into a relationship, at least I thought. So I had told him, I'll write you, sure, but I'm not, you know, going to be getting into any relationship. So he, he just started writing me right away and he basically... Um, flooded all kinds of attention on me, which actually was what I needed because I was so depleted and feeling inadequate at that point in time. That was just what I needed to to boost me and help me feel better about myself. Let's talk about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you have a unique experience because you went through not just a breakup, but like a broken engagement. Mm-hmm. And if you would be so willing to just be really vulnerable right here, right now, and um, talk about how that made, how that affected your self-esteem and, you know, like how you internalized that possibly. I, yeah, I, my self-esteem definitely took a huge blow. Um, I think part of the problem was I never quite understood why 
there was a breakup. Um, it just kind of came out of nowhere to me. You know, later looking back, you could start seeing, you know, there should have been red flags or whatever, but I was too naive at the time to see them. And um, so when he broke up with me, I honestly, you know, I figured something's not right with me or wrong with me that, you know, he would decide that he didn't want to be married to me. And so, yeah, my self-esteem was, was impacted greatly. Let me say it that way. Um, so I was definitely struggling with that as well as just the hurt itself. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I just actually, because you said that, I just want to point out that there are times when there are breakups and it's not something's wrong with you or something's wrong with them. Sometimes it's just you're not right for each other. And so if you're in a situation where you're going through a breakup and you just feel like you're internalizing that, I would just challenge you to take a step back. And I think there's always room to learn from a relationship. And you might be able to see like, oh, I could do this better. But just because there's a breakup doesn't mean that it's your fault. It doesn't mean that you weren't good enough. It just might not have been the right person. And sometimes the truth is sometimes God shields us from hurt from the wrong person. Maybe he has something else planned for you. And sometimes to get us to listen, he has to put us through pain. And so I just, I want to point out that I know you now have gotten to a point where you realize that it wasn't your fault, but I know at the time you did. And anyone who's going through a situation like that, and they feel like it's their fault, just because something didn't work out doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Right. That is exactly right. Today, I just want anyone who's in a rough spot to feel like there's hope. And that's why I love your stories because it ends happy. There is hope. Spoiler alert, I'm here, guys. And um, it's just a really happy story that had a really sad period. It It's up to you if you make, if you have a sad period in your life, it's actually up to you if you make it a sad life or if you just make it a happy story with a sad period, you know? Right. Like you can have it, you can, you can turn it around. You don't have to stay there. And I just think when we give ourselves the power to determine if we're happy or not, there's so much behind that. And we really have more power than we give ourselves credit for. Right. So Steve came back. He's in the picture. He's winning your heart over. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't the only one that was hurt. I actually hurt him when I broke up with him. But that was never even brought back up, you know, as far as from him. He just doted on me and gave me so much attention. And I, I made things difficult for him, honestly, because I was kind of distrusting and was afraid to open my heart back up. But um, he just <laughs> continued to love me and give me love. And so let's see, we, were, we started writing in July at the youth meeting. And then by October, he had come to visit me for my birthday. And um, so that would have been, I mean, we had been on a date, maybe a double date before with other people, but this was the first time we actually went on a date, the two of us. So he was driving at the time he was living with his grandparents in Oswego. And so he was driving here to come take me out. And it was a Friday evening. So I, he must have left there Friday morning, I guess, or something to that effect. And it's about, I think, an eight-hour drive, maybe. 
I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. Now this is before the day of cell phones. I finally get a phone call from a payphone, and he had driven up to Michigan, missed missed the road that he was supposed to be taking and ended up in Michigan. And so, well, just to show you how stubborn I was at that point in time, I'm just like, well, I'm not going out with him. He's coming in too late. And that's just, you know, that's ridiculous. So I decided I was not going to go. I went upstairs, got on my pajamas, and my mom says, you are not going to do that to him. You get back up there and get changed because he's driving all this way to take you out for your birthday. So um, he did finally show up, and we did go out to eat and had a beautiful dinner. It was later than I would have liked, but we had a beautiful (laughs) dinner. And then we came back to the house, and I got my first kiss from him. But it came with a gurgle. (laughs) (laughs) Just as he was leaning down to give me a kiss, he gurgled. And so that became... Were you able to keep a straight face? No, we both laughed hilariously. So that has always been our joke about our first kiss. That's fun. Oh, my gosh. I just feel like it's worth pointing out. Let's go easy on guys, okay? (laughs) They... Take a lot from us, but ladies, let's give them a break every now and then. For sure. I think that's the lesson in that story is that, you know, sometimes it's really easy, especially if you're a planner personality, to have, like, this is the way it's going to go, and everyone's got to fall into my plan, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't work that way, and sometimes guys don't do things according to our fantasies. They don't live up to the book version of a guy we've dreamt about. Right. And it's really important to give them a break because they try. I mean, there are some guys that don't deserve a break. But if they're trying, doing their best, right? let's go easy on them and help them out. Because I think guys kind of have a little bit of the intimidating role in a Christian relationship. You know, a lot right. of times we're expecting them to be making the moves, showing interest and stuff. And so let's give them breaks when we can. And okay. so he came for your birthday. At what point are you thinking, oh, this could be it? Well, I, I liked him at that point in time, and we were dating, and we, at that point, did start dating each other exclusively, but I still was very reserved with my heart. I was not going to just open up and, you know, fall for somebody again. With I, I was just being very hesitant about that. Um, and at Christmas time, I had went to Oswego to celebrate his mom and stepfather was going to be flying up from Florida. And then, of course, his grandparents were going to be there. So I went and was going to spend Christmas with them. And it just occurred to me while he and I were talking that, oh, no, I have absolutely fallen in love with this guy. And it scared me to death. And I started crying. And he's like, what is wrong? What did I do? And I'm like, nothing. I'm just, I'm fearful because I can feel that I am falling in love with you. And he's like, that's a great thing. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, but it's scaring me because, you know, I'm afraid of getting hurt. And, you know, he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. You know, he was always so careful to not ever hurt me, but I was just still afraid. And I guess at that point in time is when I realized, okay, you know, I, Mm -hmm. I need to be willing to open up my heart back up. There was a song that I would sing um, and I started singing it at that point in time was I could never out love the Lord and there's a line in there that says there have been times when giving and loving brought pain 
and I promised I would never let that happen again. But I found out that loving was well worth the risk and that even in losing, you win. That's a beautiful song. I really love how those words just parallel your situation so perfectly. So you went to see him for Christmas, and what happened from there? Okay, so from there, we had, you know, when we... When I realized that, okay, I am falling in love with this guy, um, we did start talking about, you know, would marriage be in the picture for us? And, of course, as as we continued to talk, things were developing. So he moved here in March, and we got engaged, and we actually got married in June of 1990. Let's talk about where you got engaged at. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> so... My first engagement, um, let me go back to that, to the gentleman who ended up breaking up with me. Um, When he would come into town to visit me, he would stay with my grandma and grandpa. So in their basement, they had like a place where he could stay. I was visiting with him while he was staying with my grandma and grandpa, and he had proposed to me down in their basement. So when Steve had moved, he was also going to stay with my grandma and grandpa. We could get him in a place that he would live at until, you know, we would get married. We were going to go on a hike somewhere. So I honestly thought he was going to propose to me when we went to where we were thinking about going. But he was so excited and anxious that he actually proposed to me in that same basement (laughs) of my grandma and grandpa's house. Um, which was kind of a disappointment because I did not want to be proposed to in the same place, but he didn't know that that's where I had been proposed to before, and he was just so excited. So, of course, I said yes because I I loved him so much, and he, he was so excited, and, mm-hmm. of course, I was going to say yes anyway, so I didn't give him a hard time about it, but it's been kind of a little joke ever since then. <laughs> yeah, so we're to the wise ladies, oh, I, if anyone's like me, just because you have – an idea of an elaborate (laughs) proposal you may not get it (laughs) right but what really matters is the heart behind it and and I have to point out the fact that you were going on a hike shows how infatuated you were with him (laughs) I do not like to hike (laughs) that that has since ended (laughs) now you guys got married had my sister and me so you know things turned out happy for you absolutely your dark days were just a chapter in your life And so, you know, I feel like you really have an uplifting story because something really hard happened, but you weathered the storm. And look at what was on the other side and all the things that you would have missed out on if you would have just stayed in that dark spot. Right. And, you know, it's just so important to know that there is hope out there and the hope lies within Jesus and he will carry you through. The next the next part of that song is talking about Jesus. He showed us he showed us that loving and giving brought pain. He forgave from an old rugged cross. So he's our example of being willing to open our hearts. Yeah. Even after being hurt, we can open our hearts. Absolutely. And I think years later, you were able to help other people in similar situations. You had an empathy for them that others wouldn't be able to have. Sometimes we go through something really hard we don't understand. But could it be that maybe just so that we could help someone else down the road? The Lord's really 
really intricate in the way he designs our lives. And he might have multiple reasons, but that certainly is one reason that if you've gotten through something hard, then you can help someone else. And I think that's such a gift to be able to take a really hard part in your life and take something positive out of it and help someone else who's going through something similar. There's definitely a difference between sympathizing with someone and empathizing. And there have been times that I felt like the Lord helped me to help them just because of my experience. Absolutely. And so the show is called Favorite and Flourishing. So I'm going to ask you to share one way you feel that you've the Lord has shown you favor in your life and one way you feel that he's helped you to flourish. Well, I feel like it was always my dream from the time I was a little girl. I What I would play would be being a mommy with my babies. I always longed to be a wife and a mother and always longed to be in the church. And God has favored me with the longing of my heart. I have a husband who is a spiritual leader and um, just he's so godly and loving and such a great husband and father. And then I have two girls that love the Lord and seek after him. I mean, what better blessing can you have? And I have a sweet, adorable grandson. That is how I am flourishing and I'm growing in him by um, allowing him to guide my paths and, and walk in the way that he is leading me. Absolutely. So we've been ending our episodes with a prayer and I had asked if you would be willing to say a prayer today over anyone who's just going through this period of immense pain, anyone who's been through a harsh breakup or who's just in something similar because I felt like you could probably do it better than I could. And so if you would just do that, and if you all would just pray with us, um, we'd really appreciate it. Dear Heavenly Father, we know that you are keenly aware of every single person that's listening to this, Lord, that their hearts are breaking. Lord, you know the pain, and you, you sent your Son, you watched him die on the cross, Lord what type of pain that your heart was feeling when he was dying. Lord, That you feel that pain of those that are crushed in disappointment right now, Lord. You feel that you cry with them. And dear God, you are there when we call out to you. You are ever mindful of all of our hearts and our desires, Lord. And there are times that your desires for us are even better than our own desires and we don't even realize it. We don't even realize that the plans that you have for us are so much more beautiful than what we can even imagine. Help us, Lord, as we go through these hard times. Dear God, help us to rest in your wings, Lord, and help us to know that this is temporary. This is just part of the journey, but there are better things ahead for us. Keep us in your hands, Lord. Guide our footsteps. We give you the glory and the praise. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening.